It's not a competition, but then again, everything is. Like trying to have a conversation, and afterwards asking who wins. Every person that you talk to is the co-host of that moment in your life. Might be one podcast too many, but we're only one small slice of the pie. It's the cultural content consumption appraisal. You did it. You're here. Congratulations. Everything is fine. The intro is fine. It's a regular old episode where a few friends share a few things. We crack a few jokes. We crack a few beers. No, we don't. Um, But I'm having some water right now. What are you drinking today, Christopher? Also water. (laughs) It's an exciting podcast. (laughs) You could have said crack a few eggs. Oh, that was more cracking. In spirit of Easter. Easter's upon us. It's coming. It's here. True. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Vegan Easter. What does what does a vegan have for Easter? What do you paint? What do you, are you still allowed paint? to paint eggs? <laughs> <laughs> are you still allowed to paint eggs? Would you we say paint. no? Sorry, I'm vegan. But who's we're all paint, painting who's out eggs. here painting? Eggs. Everyone, literally everyone. Do you not go to the street parade? The egg painting street parades. It's going to be lining the streets, mate. We live in England. And How much energy are we coming in Brexit? with? It's not seven o'clock in the morning, <laughs> bro. Yeah. So for the listener. Um, this is probably the first time we're doing a non-morning, right? For for a while. For a while, and golly, it's a different vibe. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm I've got to call it out because we don't do a video, but I'm still like, you sure you keep it on the blazer? Like, you look great. I'm not. You look <laughs> great. You look spiffing, if anything. But we're inside now, my guy. You you good? You don't want to get more. Do you cozy? want me to take off the blazer? That or you have to do me a favor. It's either that or loosen the tie. Like, give me some <laughs> casual. It's just I need anything casual. See, now, Take if we it had off social, the we could post a clip of this on social Right, we could. Saying. Or um, if anyone actually wanted or dared to actually email us, we, listen, would, we, we would email them back a picture. We would email them back a picture, and that's how our internet presence will work. We'll just individually reply. <laughs> listen, if anyone writes us an email about anything at cccappraisalhour at gmail.com, the second that first email comes through, socials are launching, okay? Yeah. You will be what... Uh, starts us up and you will be remembered um and you'll be memorialized somehow by the podcast because you are what uh, starts that train so good luck to yeah. the first emailer it doesn't count that christopher has already emailed um that doesn't count um but i do want to say we were just getting um we were going through our google doc that we share a bit of behind the scenes stuff and, and christopher's currently um a bit peeved that i've been using it as my personal rambling space um i think i think i'm being so sneaky i like hide my guesses and scores in there and then he opens it because we're sharing it i think what i'm looking to open christopher is a word doc i'm just getting confused i keep opening our google doc i, but I mean my notes well. and my google doc separately yes you do that's that's that, that's a proper professional over there now speaking of a proper professional are you ready <gasps> proper professional for no. a proper professional, tongue twister, um, 30 second description of what it is our podcast does. Um, 
what it does yeah i i don't know for or what it reason, is <laughs> for some reason it felt very right to me to say what it does like what does it what does it do what does it say on the tin and does it do that what purpose does it serve what is it christopher describe would you like, the, would you like to describe it in 30 seconds perhaps? describe the damn thing in 30 seconds yes please and your 30 seconds starts in three two one go what does our podcast do well <laughs> our podcast takes uh pitches that we make for each other um so i will tell jeffrey Please watch or listen or consume this thing. Jeffrey will say, Christopher, please watch or listen or consume this thing. Then we'll guess what each other think about that thing um, through the medium of scores. Um, we asked them what they would think about it beforehand, during and after. Um, rate them out of five. And we would guess. Then the other person would respond with his answers. And then would, someone might win. The end. <laughs> I was I was nodding vociferously. That was a great one. I like that one. I like the sincere Spell ones. Vociferously. V o c i f e r o u s l y. Let's go. L f g. That that. <laughs> that Laser might... is still on. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Okay, thank Coming you, Christopher. Oh Coming wow! Off. Somehow you're less casual. It's even more business-like now. Golly, are we having a Zoom meeting about something official? Because my answer is, yeah, probably just a bit more um, tax refunds, and then <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I actually don't know. What if I roll we... up the sleeves? Oh, oh that, how's, that, how's that doing? Oh, that look. Oh shoot, go. this will increase great audio profits. Content. Is this gross revenue? I don't know what this is. Um, <laughs> can we please go and watch The Apprentice and find out? Yeah, I know, right? That was literally like, think of a word from The Apprentice. That's literally what I just did in my brain. Oh, that um, wasn't tears. Funnily enough, you uh, got me to watch the. Uh, you know, the pre-finale episode, right? The penultimate episode of the series. And Did then of the all final? things, I didn't watch the finale, ah. but I've been planning on it. It's just, as you know, there's a few uh, too many things on the go, right? But I've been planning on it. At some point, I'm going to watch it on iPlayer. And then, of all things, I'm in the chippy, and guess what spoiled it? The cover of the Metro. <laughs> and I saw it was the boxing lady. Spoilers. Ah. Sorry, guys. It was like, I'm surprised Lord Sugar picked me. And I was like, gosh darn it, Metro. I was going to watch that. Um, surprised... He picked her because she was the most inexperienced one. But hey-ho, leave that for another time when I watch that. Hey, Christopher, why don't you pitch that one? Actually, um, <clears throat> don't because I was planning to take care of that in my own time. But let's get to some actual rock and roll, please. Let's get to some music. Christopher, I've been dying. Di it's been two weeks now because we had our book club episode. Yeah. And I've just been dying to hear about uh, what you thought about Future Me Hates Me, an album by a band called The Beths. What, what do you have to say, partner? How did I not know mm. that this band existed? Oh, great <laughs> opening start. Love it. Like, like genuinely, mm. how did I not know? They've got like three albums. Didn't yes. like happened. Right. And this first album is critically acclaimed, according yes. to the sticker on a vinyl that I saw in a shop. Oh, <laughs> And I was like, oh, it is critically acclaimed. But yes. no, um, oh, man, coming in hot is really hard with just yes. like, reviews and things like that. I, I guess... Mean Go for it. I'm trying to think of how to describe this band. They're like a female punk band, mm. but good. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Bring on the tapes. This is fantastic. As in, like, we've all seen... I, I guess a way to describe it is that I've gone to a lot of festivals in the past, and yep. I've gone to a lot of sort of mid-card festivals. Is that a way to sure. put it? So, like, yep. I've gone to Green yep. Man and things like that, where there are those lesser stages that... You, they, these are local bands that go on there and I've seen a lot of punky bands both mm. female, male or whichever gender they want to be sure, sure, and sure. 
more DIY all... vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. all very thrashy, thrashy, thrashy. And yeah. this album comes hot out the gate with this funny little lo-fi opening of the song. Um, mm. I can't remember what all the song titles are. Great No One. That one. Mm. And, it, and it starts off lo-fi and I'm waiting for it to kick in. I'm waiting for it to kick in. I'm waiting for the lo-fi to disappear. And then it mm. teases me and it teases me and it teases me. And then it kicks in. And then suddenly I'm like, ah, oh, these people yeah. know what they're doing. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's a muso talking right there. Um, and it's just... the the it, they straddle a wonderful line of sort of punk rock with musicianship and melody, which Ugh. kind of is something that you don't get often. And it and it hit mm. it hit a chord with me because I can dip into punk and stuff like that, mm. but I do like an element of craft in there as well. Mm. And and it just it just came through in spades with this album. So oh, I, had, awesome. I, I had to, I had I had a, a very good time. And I think technically it's got almost three listens out of me since wow. since it so it was good it was good fun i've taken it in the car a... and i've listened to it outside and i've listened to it on a run as well so it's all the fun. different ways all the different ways i love that ways. um description too yeah the element of like polish versus um rough and ready a lot of like yeah it's just i love that description it's like yeah you need the because it's something i think you and i have just been discussing all these years too right where it's like the energy and like yeah. all the energy is great punk rock sure spirit passion great and then it's like yeah but if you're recording it like a nonce and there's no element of craft to it it's like do you have the same passion for capturing all that stuff like well to use yeah. a really bland word but that's sort of what you mean and this band does it really well i want to quickly shout out a podcast i'd never heard of until this week my new thing now is every podcast we do i refer like to another podcast yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's like i'm gonna refer to it like twice at least um it's called chris de makes a podcast and it's uh um where this guy who's in a band called uh less than jake i think who i've heard of but i don't know um he talks to a musician or band member about one specific song so episode yeah. 44 of this podcast, he talks to Elizabeth Stokes about who's the front woman of the bets about Future Me Hates Me, the title track. And yep. in discussing great title it, track, by the way, it's a dude, great title track, dude, <laughs> you'd love this podcast because she talks about like her process being, um, you know, me and Chris uh, in our time have written songs. So like, trust me, the way she goes in detail into like, you know, pre-choruses ending on the the fourth chord instead of resolving with the first and uh like um struggling with bridges and having lots of like it's she gets really really into just one song i think it's such an interesting way to do it because i love the behind the scenes stuff like where you talk about an album at length whereas this one it's like actually just doing a single song it's almost like putting our a little pod to shame right where it's like we do an album or an episode like they went into one song for a whole hour but part of what was fascinating is in reference to what you were just saying where it's like so much thought went into it i think it was uh produced by the guitarist in the band okay. and even the guy hosting See, it us guitarists sometimes just give us right. a chance jeff just right. give us a chance when and we're the trying du- to wrangle you in and we're trying to <laughs> sort of put your creativity through a sieve or whatever we're trying to do we're just doing our best out here. Everyone <laughs> well, knows that you wrote the intro and the outro to this pod, but you know who pulled it all together and exactly. made it actually it's, work. You need you need all these elements, right? But um, <laughs> even the host was talking about like I was expecting to see a big name had produced it just from how it sounded. So yeah. I love to see that it was actually the guitarist, and I think that's such a a good point, especially for this is the key thing about this album that you've got to remember because I'm so glad you enjoyed and that it sounds like you're gonna mm. um, be into this band now. Um, this is their debut, right? It does I not. Know. This is some. Something that jumps out to me about this does it go is, up 
uphill or downhill from here, Jeff? I'm terrified. <laughs> I mean, I mean, s- slightly uphill, but it almost starts too strong to go as uphill as like Pablo yeah. Honey to the Benz, let's say, because it started too hot out the gate with their career. Um, Anyone with their bingo card can tick off Radiohead <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. What are the other things that could go? Radiohead, Bob Dylan, bit of wrestling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> apparently now The Apprentice is showing up quite a bit, so that's funny. Um, now, for a bit of to just get into it a little bit more you, before you, we... Keep do you want me to give you my highlights? I've got some highlights. Please, please. That's what I'm after. So I've got a great title track written down. Again, I, yes. it's, you know, listening to music is hard to know what the hell song, the titles are called and stuff like that. There's a song called Uptown Girl, which in my head must have been on an Apple advert at some point. Oh, do you reckon? Last, that's like a hundred percent. I've heard that on an Apple advert. Someone running around taking a picture with a new colorful iPhone or something like that. Yeah, I yeah, definitely yeah. heard that song before. Um, a song called You Wouldn't Like Me, which I thought yeah. was clappy, clappy, fun, punk rock. I've written down. <laughs> clappy, clappy, fun, punk rock indeed. There was a song which was great to listen to when running called Not Running, which I found amusing. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but a song that's stuck in my head um, is River Run Level 1 oh. as well, which... Now oh. that you say it, it's produced by guitarist, I can tell because there's some crunchy, heavy guitars Crunch. cr- crunching through mm. um, in the chorus. But mm. the song that yeah. won me over, and you would have seen on that one social media that I'm on other than Twitter called Be Real, yes. is a song called Less Than Thou, wow. which I almost rewound and had to listen to again because I was like, did I... Did I, did I just listen to that? Was that the end of the album? What's just happened here? Because I got a little oh, wow. bit confused because I was driving and I was listening to it. And yeah. I listened to it and it... It's the first song in a while that's given me the same sort of feels that I get from a Shin song. Wow. <laughs> Dear listener, let me interrupt to say this is a big statement coming from Christopher. Another thing to tick off the bingo card. It's a new edition, but it's going to come up in the future. The Shins, big deal for, for Christopher, and I'm a big fan too, but he's a uh, you know, top, top tier fan. Um, wow. So it gave you those there's sort a, of tingles, there's a, there's, eh? There's a, there's a Shin song called Sleeping Lessons, which... Oh, one of my favourites ever. Sort of, it's like a slow, like teasy little build, and mm. then it just comes crashing and smashes you over the head with the second half yes. of the song. Yeah. And that's what that's the vibes that this song was giving me as well. Wow. And there's just delightful little verses at the start. And then I'm pretty mm. sure there's not much lyrics after that, and it's all yeah. just basically music yeah. and everything. And I've, it's it's hard to just create that sort of feeling with sometimes just music and it yes. was yeah and it, it that Fuck that hell. that was what tipped me over the edge and going right i need to know more about this band because it's really wow. kind of the rest of it was all great and i had a yeah, great yeah, time yeah. but that yeah. but sometimes a song just catches you and grabs you and i'm just like oh, you wow son of a bitch the best yeah you <laughs> son of a bitch the best and you son of a bitch this episode of the podcast because unfortunately in a way <gasps> this is almost like the platonic ideal of what like recommending music to which one is of what we're trying to friends. achieve this is what right, we wanted right, right. <laughs> right but like sometimes it's got like you can't always be like swinging for like but in this case i did a funny thing in uh not the last episode but the episode previous to that when i pitched this i did a funny thing of um not wanting to spoil or give any context and by the way i didn't actually list you sent me a voice note and i did yeah. listen to it well Okay, and you so sent me a video and I didn't watch it. Okay. And I still haven't actually listened to that voice note or video because I was like, no, actually, I just want to listen to it. And wow. I, I just okay, well, it for, the, for the listener, what happened is I tried to just leave it. But as you might be able to tell from the beginning of this podcast today, I feel quite strongly about this band. And I was about to get on a plane, actually. And suddenly, without meaning to, we were chatting about something else. And then I just couldn't help it. I was literally in the... You were the last person I messaged before leaving and being in the air but i just couldn't help it suddenly four minutes of voice note left where i just had to tell you okay listen i know i said that on the podcast but here's why i love the best and i just went on a mad one and all you replied was like i don't want to listen 
or but I, I might listen or something and i just remember thinking like ah like i want to explain why i just i had to do it um but i'm really glad you did it voice note <laughs> yeah at some point right um but for, for the for the listener now a, a much uh, truncated version of how uh they came into my life because I think what this band can highlight is the fact that Christopher really, really liked it, but hadn't heard of them, right? And in this day and age, it's kind of like, whether it's the Spotify algorithm giving you, generating, you'll also like this. Another one for the bingo card. Another bingo (laughs) card mention. But like, how do you, this is so, this is, it makes, it just fascinates me. How do people discover what they're listening to? Because, you know, your your favorite thing that in 10, 20 years you'll have had this long relationship with depended on that first meeting. And I feel like there's so many systems in place and obstructions in our way to meeting the stuff. Well, and- apparently, people should just stop reading reviews of albums and just <laughs> click on them all and just make their own opinions. Let's Jeff. go. Let's go. <laughs> Mr. Edward Sheeran, okay? I'm coming for you this week. Me and Christopher have had a funny old time where, like, Christopher's like, no, for what he does, he's fine. And I'm like, ugh. And, like, I feel, I feel like I've previously been such a hater. But this week, and I'll drop it in the show notes, this guy came out with a take and a half my guy i and you can stfu right up mate what are you talking about he was saying well we're streaming these days like i just read the quote and i can hear him shrugging like what a non-charismatic guy we've got on our hands here now, just talking uh, just, about yeah just please all, just all i want to say it. straight off the back is i don't know what context that quote was taken well, or anything very like good that point. so That's he's fine. ed sheeran has said some words yeah and generated some buzz yeah um, well oh you, buzz you know on that- our <laughs> on yeah, our we've, on our spheres. Twitter. Yeah. Probably no one else knows anything about it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so on Twitter, one quote from some sort of interview or something has come out where he talks about how in the age of streaming, you can just click on the album and listen to it that way. Who actually needs reviews in this day and age? And so the main way I saw that in my feed was everyone saying that's ridiculous. And I think Christopher makes a really good point. A lot of the time when these quotes get highlighted, it's like, hey, wait a minute. Who knows the context? Who knows the story? Blah, blah, blah. But I've got to say every now I'm and Switzerland again. Switzerland out here. <laughs> and fair enough, Switzerland. But I'm some sort of really more controversial country right now because I don't care what the context was. That's a dumbass thing to say, and it's a really uh, privileged, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Do you understand how culture works at all thing to say? And um, you can just uh, not listen to our podcast, Mr. Edward Sheeran, where we literally do that. But apparently that's not for you. I don't know. It's like, what, should we all just have our opinions and shut up? I don't know. Like, yes, I know, but it's I... how do you discover anything if no one's telling you anything about well, it? Well, exactly. That, that, I think that one of the quote point. tweets. Right, right, right. I, the I discovery get his sort of thing aspect. that there, there are probably reviewers out there reviewing stuff that doesn't need to be reviewed because everyone knows it exists anyway or whatever. So, okay, but okay. I, on I, I see the purpose of picking up a music magazine or something like that is to... Introduce me. For some, yeah. Tell yeah. me what's Tell me what the music's kind of like and whether it's right. something up my street or not. Don't right, right, like, right. yeah. No, okay, yeah. And, and that way we can both um, agree up a then. music magazine. Who does Listen, that? listen, listen I'm still magazines. out here. <laughs> Uncut and Mojo are still going strong, my guy. Like, yeah, okay. What but with Kerrang? Or... I, I think it is still going strong. It's Enemy? just... Uh, Enemies? I don't know about strong. I think it's actually a free thing these days, Enemy. I don't think you buy those anymore. Okay. Um but all that said, really, Sorry. really randomly, and I, the I bets mentioned this. Are great. The bets are so <laughs> great, and I discovered them in a really weird way. I discovered them through guess what? A tweet. A writer I liked tweeted about them, and he made a specific thing of this is a band I really like right now. And I thought that's a really nice little shout out. Let me check them out. And the way that um, I think this album was released in 2018, the way mm-hmm. that uh, I fell in love with this pretty quickly, and it's just like some of your descriptions today have been so on point but like yeah just very like almost sugary candy like beautiful melodies and stuff but also this crunchy punky energetic sort of thrashy 
you know, good good time rock and roll vibe too. And it's just um, they're a New Zealand band. Um, uh, she talks about on this uh, podcast. Krista makes a podcast episode forty four about getting actual government funding uh, for the arts, which is really cool because apparently, you know, New Zealand being quite an isolated country, um, it's even like once you get to Australia, it's still a few hours flight away from there. And it's like, there's the three major cities and that's kind of it just to have gotten to the States to do a tour. It would have cost like $10,000 or Mm. whatever. So like the government funding was a pretty cool part of their story. And, um, Elizabeth Stokes is the front woman, but the rest of the people in the band are dudes. And there's just something about, I think, um, I really like, a uh, great no one. I think it actually, weirdly in my head, it links to less than thou. There's the two mm. bookends. Um, I love how you describe less than thou. Like shouting out sleeping lessons. I did not have that connection in my head, and that's just so great. It's just like this ultimate crescendo song. I feel like the shins are so good at those closing mm. songs on albums. So really good connection there. But it's an opener on that album, but don't worry, it's fine. Sleeping lessons, the <laughs> opener. Oh, I'm thinking of uh, what am I thinking? Um, a passing. What's it called? The last song on uh, "Wincing the Night Away" is also really good. Uh, shout out to that song whatever you're called mm. but yes uh i just i there's a uh, the, the way the only way i can describe it is um i am a runner that is purely powered on music so i'm not actually a great runner in any way i've just found it to be a really good way to stay in shape and get my mental health in check is running right but it's a big also like the time i find to just be alone and listen to music often um and christopher being a much more accomplished runner and like a marathon runner an excellent runner i think he's a bit more like dipping in and out of music while running and more of a podcast guy right if i'm getting that right now yeah. much more than my uh I, I swear to god this is how much this album is meant to me i might not be running if it weren't for that album this album has accompanied me on so many runs um Future Me Hates Me. I was just listening to it in anticipation of you giving it your first listen the last couple of weeks. Dude, every time this song comes on without fail, whether it's on a shuffle thing or I've planned it, like the way that I start losing my shit and just start like singing along and just, <laughs> it's like, it's great. That song, I don't know quite why. I think it's like, she has this weird, she said um, it's a mixture of sincerity and plausible deniability, which is a really funny way to say it. But like all the verses in that song, she's like making fun of love and falling for someone and like it's a bit of uh just uh having a go at herself right and then it's just this super sincere chorus of like future me hates me for how i'm gonna screw up here and fall in love with you anyway and do all these things and it's just like yeah i get all that in theory and the rhymes are nicer but just something about the way it comes to life when i'm running Hmm. most of the songs of this album to be fair but this is just such a nice one to highlight in that respect um there's something about the the melodies this woman writes and i wouldn't call her like a technically great singer or anything like that but it just suits her music so well her voice and i just think the melodies are amazing and the songs are amazing so yeah this i mean this one i think i've, I've sent you a screenshot in the past i think mm. i sent you a screenshot in the past of um well i've got a race coming up or something like that i try not to listen to something during a race because i try to soak up the atmosphere right. and sometimes the atmosphere helps but i've sent you a screenshot that i've had playlists that i've called break glass in case of emergency playlists right, right, right. so so i have them keyed up in like shuffle for like if if I'm in a bad spot, because if during marathons you go through bad patches and it's how you come right. out the other end that sort of makes your race and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and often it, I've had the shins on shuffle for those moments in races right. and stuff like Are that. Are they your main? Uh, just, like... I don't know why. It, it, it connects back to when I first started running. And oh, that's that, so and When I first started running, I yeah, I, I listened to the shins when I did it. Mm. So I, for me, I always have that connection with shins mm. and running for some reason and that 2017 metallic album as well 
<laughs> interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that. Um, but I can, I can very much see myself putting songs from this album in that playlist as well. Oh, wow, just that's I, yeah. Because they, they so all, cool. they all just, they all groove. They all groove. I don't they think all... there's like a downer. And oh my god, Jeff, how can mm. I f- save the most important yes. thing to the end? Yes, it's it's only ten songs. And ah. it's thirty-eight minutes long. Oh, what are we talking about? <laughs> Let's go. Especially, let alone, yeah. Especially this is this is why it nails it for me. This is why it nails it. It's a huge part, they're... right? <laughs> Yeah, I saw um, there was news on Twitter that like the new Martin Scorsese movie, Killers of the Flower Moon, is reportedly going to be released at four and a half hours. And like all the replies I are like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> and it's like, I'm out here th- saying like, yeah, I like longer, longer's better. But I'm starting to come around on like the market is so saturated now with long shit that it's just like make a 90 minute movie, make a half an hour record. I'm already, I already like you more when I'm listening to you enjoying that. It's going to be over. soon. It's like, I'm not saying there should be no long albums and no long movies, but like, I don't know. Yeah. It's a weird cultural moment where actually it's like, can we start just holding back a bit? Can we start? Yeah. Sorry, Are you really stressed about this movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I mean, I haven't watched his last one where he had old people being young people or whatever. The, the Irishman, which was a project, yeah. you know, another fucking seven hour, like this should be a mini series. <laughs> what the hell are we doing here, film? But this um, is the thing, make a series. Like, yeah. what does it need to be a I film? I don't know, I don't know. But are you actually saying that like, even before you pressed play and gave it a chance, you were like, oh, sweet. That already had won you over to a degree. Well, yeah. You just saw the running was- time. Yeah, it was just digestible. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is, man, isn't it? It's like we're busy people with lives out here and it's like uh, a digestible... Yeah, and plus you're actually more than, let's say, um, Big Thief, where I think part of you is like, okay, and now on my second listen, let me actually look at the song titles and try and have a few things to say. It's like, it's just much more work to remember stuff. Whereas you listen yeah. to this once or twice, you're like, oh, I kind of got the idea, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, just before we came back on the call, I literally just skimmed through... Mm. Um, all the songs just to sort of so I could put titles to songs that I remembered and stuff like that mm. and I, I was like oh I'm done that was easy <laughs> it's yeah, ten, right. it was ten songs I remembered every single one of them this yeah. is great <laughs> yeah 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 um, oh, it's just, that's fantastic oh, it's just delightful four and a half hours Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> if it actually um, yeah I feel like th- that's got to be like a line I feel like there's going to be best, pushback the best movie school says he did was the oh, Michael Jackson go. bad video wow because it was like less than what 20 minutes what a... <laughs> I mean question <laughs> question since you uh, since you got on me about the last track of the album fair enough it was actually a comet yeah. appears um, on the last track of Winting the Night what other Scorsese movies have you enjoyed I can't you t- name someone I'll tell you if I've seen them <laughs> I'll probably to be fair to you to be fair to you you've probably seen The Departed no no all right uh and he didn't see the irishman those are the only two scorsese movies aviator so, is that one yeah you go i love that yeah one. i haven't seen that <laughs> <laughs> i just i vividly remember the poster yeah. on rainers lane station that's all oh really big yeah, yeah. big sunglasses dicaprio something. yeah gangs of new york no no, no well, i haven't no. seen a lot of scorsese that's quite funny no. <laughs> <laughs> i like how every now and again one will jump up like that yeah remember i watch um, all the shows not all the movies no this is true this is true um i mean are you trying to make a hint do you want me to recommend you something or not if it's four and a half hours long. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> well um okay well listen there's there's uh i guess we get to score i want to sort of wax lyrical and continue to but like i think we've said all we need to say i've shouted out this uh, one podcast for me it's one of the few I've got to say, um, I think you you fall in love a bit less easily with uh, music and shit as you get older. Same way, it like is probably a bit harder to make 
new close friends and just it's just a natural thing in life but like to still have yeah. a few things that uh fall into place like this of the last five years there's like this is probably my favorite band of the last few years the way that i've fallen in love with them um so three are albums. they on tour jeffrey <laughs> yeah they are they're gonna be back soon they're, they're doing a really cool thing of supporting some of their faves so i think they're going to support the national a bit death cab for cutie so like good for them but they're also doing a headlining tour and i'd love to take you if we'll see if the, the timing and dates work out mm. now interesting story i saw them for the first time last year and it was a big okay. like i had just started a new job and it was a big like i haven't been uh organizing my life well enough to be going to gigs this is the first gig i'm going to go to and there was a very vivid um feeling of like okay now that the show's finished and i had a great time before the encore i'm actually going to go home because i have an early morning and this is hard but this is adult life and sometimes you got to go because mm. it's getting late and i remember going home thinking good for me sometimes you just gotta go home right and then the second i got signal like on the tube back i checked what they played in the encore and i was like fuck they played river run and a few other songs i really like and i was like that was a bad move like i've yeah <laughs> my, my main memory of that gig now is being super annoyed that i left and didn't catch the encore so i very much need to redeem it the next time i see them live hopefully and yeah mm. i'd love to uh, take you they're a killer live band they've got such a uh, a cute uh vibe and th that's the thing it's like they're quite um adorable and wholesome um as a like a band they're very approachable and just that new zealand humor that we know from like like the concords and stuff like that is just uh so dry and whatever but like something about their music it's just it's just very very energetic i feel like it's the way that i maybe it's equivalent to your shins thing i used to describe stroke songs as like they just get me so pumped up it's just such mm. good energy about them um you know and i feel like the the beths do that and listen yeah part of uh it was such an interesting experiment for me where i tried to just give you a band and at the last minute i was like no my friend needs to know the context for me and i love that you resisted it and liked them on your own terms because i think what i was trying to do is like as opposed to putting the expectations out there of like you're low-key saying i really love the band can you like them with me which yeah. is nice but sometimes you have to try and just especially when we've got this podcast, right? So I'm really glad you resisted listening to the voice note where I started blathering on about uh, how I discovered them through a tweet and they've accompanied me through so many runs. And now we've got to get to some scores. So I probably uh, undershot now I'm thinking about it because I guess um, slightly linked to the running time, but more just you've been mm. enjoying the occasional music shout. I thought it'd be a three for anticipation. And then enjoyment. I was like, listen, at the end of the day, let alone the, the songs themselves and the qualities, um, it's just that production's some good shit, man. So <laughs> I was thinking I was thinking a four for enjoyment. And then I was thinking if if you were on board to enjoy it at a four, then there'd be no way that that would uh, relent and uh, that would stay a four for, for afterwards. So, so how close was I this week? My before was a three um my enjoyment was a four yeah and at the moment oh in in my notes mm. i've written 4.5 in retrospect wow. <laughs> and wow, i'm gonna throw you a bone here jeff okay. because you gave me a lovely album to listen to <laughs> oh, wow so you're saying <laughs> and i, get to I will round it down to a four <laughs> just this is, this is so great because <laughs> firstly i think i have i once had a problem being in a bit of an in-between space yeah but stay tuned I... for my scores <gasps> okay so i i appreciate the bone being thrown and i as opposed to throwing it back i will, I will humbly and gladly and excitedly accept it thank you i've won this week like in theory unless you match me right um yeah 
But I mean, please... you didn't write 4.5. But... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write 4.5, but I feel like we'd, we've never had that as an option yeah. to guess. So I, you... The thing is, I actually feel bad round, rounding it down because I think it's got a, it's yeah. a five in the making. <laughs> I feel like it is a five in the making, it's right? It's cooking. No. It's in the oven. If, listen, this is, I, I, I feel like I appreciate your honesty reading out the score as it was, but I feel like you're, you're getting... Cl- I feel like if you wanted an accurate reading from the description, you just had it. Probably is more of a five. Yeah. Uh, but you've wrote 4.5, so that's not allowed. So I get the win. Fantastic stuff. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, bro, music, man. Um, in general, right? I feel like, uh, with this podcast and rec- recommending a bit every now and again, can I just say for the record something we've mentioned? Another one for the bingo card. How great is trying out some music sometimes, right? Music's it's like lovely. Music is lovely. What are we doing? It's great. Right? And next week, um, you've got Ashniko. <laughs> Listen, I'm here <laughs> to try some Ashniko. I know you like Ashniko. Okay, let's talk some. Um, right. Yes. So, to quote yourself back to you. Please. Here's a cartoon I like, Jeff. Can you like it with me, please? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fantastic. And now, um, now it's time to say, in the same way that you just did a 4.5, it seems like what you really like is you like a rule and you like sticking to a rule and then at the last minute you like flouting to use a fun word <laughs> you're a big flouter out here because um because i, I watched in your favor <laughs> in this Show case you, in this case you did flout in my favor but can you what do you know what i'm actually referring to with this pitch how did you flout oh so yeah. I, I gave you an episode of American Dad and then this said, oh, if you want to watch another American, yes. American Dad episode, watch this other one as well. Well, to be fair, in that case, the way you just worded it is quite, maybe you worded it in that gentler way beforehand, but I took I didn't it tell as... you to watch two. I just thought if you if you enjoyed it, right. here's another fun but one. I guess back. my brain... I was, t- I was tossing them both up into which one to give you. So okay. that's why I was... Oh, this is very interesting. Now we can, Now we have a very, like specific way to discuss this why do you have scores of both episodes well no but i sort of didn't know where to um yeah i sort of had to do a bit of a averaging out because they did ha- they did have different you, scores. you watched both i did watch both okay. okay well then technically the initial pitch is the initial pitch oh, if, we're I get, if, that. If, 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 if i'm gonna be flouting anything <laughs> are you trying to rectify your flouting I'm just going to put flout into every flouting sentence. I, I feel like I now need to check that I've used the word correctly. <laughs> F-L-O-U-T. Flout. Openly disregard. Flute. Yeah, we did it. It's not pronounced. Flute. It's definitely flout. <laughs> what is an example for flout? Let's read this out. Not oh, obey a rule, law, or customers. Oh, here's an example. Are you ready, listener? Many motorcyclists flout the law by not wearing helmets. Well, there you go. Yeah. Maybe Jeffrey Barlow's flout the scores. Nope, got that wrong. Let's move on. American Dad. American Dad. Of Ice and Men. No. Of Ice... Oh, did you just say? Of Ice and Men, yes. Of Ice and Men. Of Ice and Men. Series 3, episode 7, I think it was. So this is... the Okay. Let me... Just a bit of context. I'm not an American Dad guy. I used to... I had a a family guy, period. um, Mm -hmm. Back in the day. Everyone did. Everyone Everyone flouted with family guy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not nailing it um but uh that i feel like that that was literally in the eight this is crazy because you always think of the og uh cartoon in this area is the simpsons right but i literally remember having a family guy vhs box set for a while from variety mm. video shout out in northern harrow and uh yeah so that was many years ago <laughs> northern in northern harrow and uh then since then i feel like cleveland a side character got a show and then they american did. 
and then American Dad was also a Bring show. Bring back Cleveland Show. Sorry. Oh, really? Interesting. I'm, the, um, I'm that guy. Yeah. But American Dad, <laughs> let, mm-hmm. and let me just ask a few questions as I build up to this. As far as you're aware, so that it has no actual relation to Family Guy. It's just the same maker. They very had similar one. Anime. They had ah. one weird mashup episode. Okay, but besides I that, think, it's not. It's, I think did they? It's just the super sim. It's the super similar animation style and the same. Yeah. If not the same voice cast, it's Seth MacFarlane doing the voice of the main yeah. character. Okay. So, um, Family Guy almost became, I don't know if you agree with me on this, but like it became so popular um, and it just had quite a, an aggressive, like, cliche format for telling the jokes mm-hmm. that it became more of a parody of itself quite quickly. I feel like all things become this, especially these cartoons. The whole, the whole sort of cutscene thing, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. So, that reminds me of that time I did that thing with that person. And then and there's then, a crazy yeah. thing with that person. Um, and it's yeah. just very involved jokes. Hey, and I like, I enjoyed it back in the day, right? Um, but yeah, American Dad almost, for, for my pressing play, I was like, oh yeah, I remember seeing, like, catching a couple of these. It's like, they're slightly more, like, je- still jokey and funny, but it's not, like, as aggressively in that format of jokes. And it's a bit more, like, actual, slightly character-based, if anything. A bit more, yeah. like... Right, it's kind of yeah. It's kind of <clears throat> I don't know mm. uh, to to put it in a context you might understand. It's kind of Simpsons meets Futurama because it gives right. you the family, but with the opportunity to go places and do things because of its crazy setting. That the dad is a CIA guy. He has an alien living with him. Yes. It's kind of like yes. immediately you're like, okay, I don't need to take this too seriously. This is ridiculous. But then it's kind of still gives you funny. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I feel like if I feel like it's uh, I feel like you're not actually talking about the episode. Okay, let me talk about that episode. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Um, the the dude Stan is the dad, and in this episode, something is going on where the oncoming of winter makes him quite melancholy, and then his wife needs to find out why. And it's this quite involved thing to do with ice skating. He had some sort of ice skating <laughs> accident slash assault incident when he was younger, but. Uh, the way that they're going to resolve it and turn it around is he's going to enter an ice skating competition with her or something. Listen, it's a cartoon. This bit isn't that necessary for like yeah. the, the more the more plot I talk about, the more ridiculous it sounds, which is good and funny and fine. So What's it's almost beef? like um, <laughs> I feel like you've got beef and you're not getting to the beef. I haven't got beef. I haven't. I haven't got beef. I've. I've got. Let me. Let me address. I have beef. Let me address okay, the beef. The beef is actually that the second episode you recommended to me which was um, something about time. I can't Stand find time. Stand time, right? So, like, this is the thing with some of these episodes. I remember um, reading a discussion on... All of this is to do with The Simpsons. Let's just be real, right? That's the show. This is based on the 20-minute animated sitcom, right? Whatever you want to call it. And I remember reading a thing about, like, they call late-era Simpsons zombie Simpsons because it's not nearly as good and it's just... Mm. You know, let alone a parody of itself. It's it's a parody of the parody of itself. Like, it's so removed from the heart of it, which was, like, arguably seasons two to eight or three to ten. Christopher and I often try and set the parameters for the golden era. With all of that said, um, I think a lot of other shadow, uh, shows live in the shadow of this. We've talked about Bob's Burgers, which for me is mm. something that... Uh, embodies uh the golden era of the simpsons quite well not uh perfectly but you wouldn't want it to just be mimicry right with that said right american dad um quite early in the uh the ice episode there's uh you get the idea of the what the show's going to be about and i remember reading about zombie simpsons there was this critique of like 
with an opening episode of the sims uh the opening of an episode of the simpsons there's like six set pieces before you actually realize what the episode is going to be about mm. and it's crazy because like early episodes they'd be like a joke a thing and then it's like oh this actually this episode's actually about lisa needing to study or whatever it is right whereas later simpsons they get so elaborate with the set pieces that like a thing happens and then a huge thing happens and then like six scenes later you're halfway through the episode and actually the episode today is about you know marge going on a mad one and and it's just so removed right so the thing that i appreciated about um the ice one is like very instantly he sees snowdrops or uh yeah and uh, he starts getting sad and you're like there's immediately like what's this about that's the episode right yeah but the thing is and i was like intrigued and i was like oh this is funny the thing is for this the stand time episode the concept was very immediately i want to have 20 minutes to myself my family's getting on my tits just always wanting to hang out with me and just instantly i was a bit more like into it okay and it's just it's on just a very funny like conceptual level the ice one was fine and fun but like the second episode that i just i bit on a bit of a whim i was like yeah part of me wants to stay just watching the other one but i had a bit of time i was like let me watch the Mm. other one and just in and also to be fair sometimes when you're coming hot out the gate we're learning these things about these different formats right sometimes when you come hot out the gate with a a cartoon i actually think it's a funny one to pitch as a one-off to someone because now that i'm thinking about it same as when i did to you and bob's burgers for me, cartoons actually like take a few episodes to get yeah. going, and then suddenly I'm like, "Oh, I like these characters. This is fun," and I'm getting used to the rhythm of the show. But definitely, the second episode I watched, Stand Time, the concept immediately won me over, and I was just having, I think, because now I've gotten to know the characters a bit more. Whatever, all the asides were fun. There was a B story about the alien and the young boy writing a porno film that I was on board for how <laughs> yeah. surreal it was. But the the whole plot of the Stand Time episode was that you know. Basically, we all have this feeling, right? We have our loved ones we have to spend time with and do all our relationshipy things. But then it's like, what about my just little bit of time to myself? I want to like unwind and do my own thing. And then some random guy at his work gives him these pills that mean he doesn't have to sleep. So he starts living a double life. And then, of course, the dreaded thing happens. He's living his double life of all through the night. He does his own thing. And there was a really fun set piece of him playing guitar and singing a song about staying up all night, (laughs) learning guitar. And it's really funny, bad lyrics. And it's great. And literally, it's like, I felt like I was watching myself. I used to love a good all-nighter to, like, write a song. And, like, I totally get... I just really... Makes a joke about calluses. Yeah, it makes a joke (laughs) about not having calluses yet. What what are calluses? I need to Google calluses. And then... um, (laughs) And it's like, I just immediately... It resonated with me. I'm annoyed I didn't give you that episode. Now, it also has one of my favourite... So, America Dad, for me, has just great one-liners. And I'm such a sucker for just a one-liner that makes me laugh. And he's explaining to his wife, Francine, who, by the way, I've made a note here because I want to say this now. This is a bold, hot take. Francine is the... is by far yep. the best female wife character wow. in any cartoon going. Wow. Now, what I'm going to hold back Bob's Burgers because I haven't watched enough of it. Yeah, and yeah. by all means, she's a lovely wife too. <laughs> but Francine, I just think, is just so... She, they give her jokes. They give yeah. her storylines. They yeah, give yeah. her stuff to do that's way more interesting than in any of the others. I, just I mean, want. I have a very... I, um, I love that show. I love that show. Yeah. Um, but he, he's, 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 he's like drawing a, a, a circle. And he goes, this is a circle. And now I draw down a little. This is me, my time here. This is your time over here. And then I do yeah. this. And then I do this. And now it's a pizza. And I don't know why. It's just it's one of my favorite jokes in America, Dad. It just makes me crack up every time he does it. Um, it's difficult to explain that over a... Uh, no, no, no. I totally get form. it. I, I enjoyed, it, just, it, just I enjoyed it too. There was a few uh, one-liners. There's something about with his massive... Uh, chin. There's just something a lot more uh, sympathetic about him than Peter Griffin, for instance, or yeah. Homer. 
uh, at, at least in its current form. I did find him a bit endearing and silly, and he had great one-liners too. This is true. Um, but I just I, and and sometimes also it's quite a tricky thing of like the emotional resolution of some of these sitcommy stories, right? Yeah. Like how how cliche are you going to play it? Because we know it's going to resolve, so just resolve yeah. it. But to to do it slightly creatively is always fun, right? And it just takes this turn. A Francine becomes a marine <laughs> biologist or something. <laughs> yes. Because she also discovers him, takes the pills, and then I just love it, right? Because he's stuck to his guns and he's like, you're taking my time now. She wants to do it together. She's trying to yeah. seduce him. He's trying to play video games. There was a really good, let alone even a good one-liner, there was a really good comic timing moment where she's like trying to get his attention and he just presses a thing to slam the door in her face. And it was just <laughs> very good timing that got me. Um, and I just, uh, I feel like it's just a very relatable thing, right? And then the great part is it's also very relatable that once her hobby of how she was spending her extra time actually paid dividends and she had a whole life from it and she was going to find some sort of sea creature because her yeah. hobby was paying off his hobby was basically playing video games and he went to a video game competition with a bunch of teenagers and it's not paying off at all and he like it comes down to the ultimate like can't have your cake and eat it too thing of like listen i wanted my own time but i don't want you to have your own time so good that you've got this whole other life without me now and it's just great because yeah. it just feels very true but it was very jokey too so th th i think uh the nice thing and the problem was that i enjoyed the first episode just fine um yeah but yeah it's just for some reason the second episode like oh shoot that was really fun um so oh. yeah yeah gave uh, you the wrong episode and the first episode just so you know there's just two yes. moments in it that um I, I think i said last week or whenever we recorded that yeah that i i repeat a lot all the time and right, one of them yeah. which comes up quite a lot I, I think i don't know if that's the first time that stan does it but he makes a noise where he goes oh like that <laughs> And so it's when he gets caught ice skating by Francine. He sort yeah, of, he does. And for some reason, his that, hands yeah. immediately go to his crotch as if he's hiding something, even though he's not actually hiding anything. But he just makes that noise. And that becomes just a recurring thing. It doesn't happen all the time. But sometimes uh, it's just in an episode, if he gets caught or he's shocked, he just suddenly makes yeah. that Ooh, noise. Yeah, and I do good. that in daily life. And the other one is that he's trying to get to the ice show, I think. And then he yeah. holds the back of a car while he's got ice skates on. Oh, that was to good. leave, yeah. And he's not leaving. And he goes, I'm coming, Francine. <laughs> and he does, he's not actually moving. And that's just something I used to say quite a lot. I just <laughs> say like, I'm coming <laughs> or whatever. Oh, damn, yeah, I'm going to yeah. have to bleep that now. When was that? One forty-four fifty. Okay, His partner. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he's just hanging on the end of the, uh, the yeah. coach waiting for the guy. And it's just like, that's such a good uh, action movie cliche that the guy's yeah. holding on to the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, fun parts, fun parts. But uh, right. I don't know. I don't know how, um, as I say, the more I talk about it, I'm actually thinking, was it so much that the concept of the second episode was just that much more uh, entertaining to me? Or was it actually this yeah. thing I'm talking about where actually the nature of these cartoons is because they're almost get like... to know the characters. Yeah, they're snacky, comforty food where the first one is a bit like, who are you people, right? So always the first episode of a cartoon now that I'm thinking about it. Here's an interesting one I don't often think about. My childhood memories of The Simpsons are, who are these weirdos? I hate this. I used to, as a child's child, like six or seven mm. or something, when this, I, I have this memory of like when The Simpsons were on TV, I would just like change the channel. These yellow people are freaking me out. And then, uh, you know. God, what did you do older. when you saw the Smurfs? <laughs> I think I was also freaked out. But then it turns out they didn't have uh, nearly as entertaining a show that to this day mm. I'm still um, a big uh, Simpsons guy. It's funny the Simpsons haven't come up on the bingo card quite yet or on our. Uh, pictures but because we both watched the simpsons why would we pitch the simpsons to each this other? is true but no to be fair zombie era simpsons we often talk about i've got an ambition of having watched every episode ever so surely one of the new because we did a thing right for a while you were watching newer episodes too and every now and yeah. again 
we'd let the other know like actually this one wasn't so bad now that there's like a new um standard set and you're a bit more forgiving you can actually just enjoy them for what they are to a degree you go um, in expecting nothing but exactly. <laughs> yeah. that's a, a quicker way to say it now with all of this said i feel uh a funny way about my scores so rather than at the end sort of uh um and ah, you are asking for my scores for the first episode pitched yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> although to be honest i'll be happy whatever you say because i feel like you enjoyed an episode of the american dad yes the american i did dad or just american dad yes. um which was which which was my goal because yeah. american dad is my comfort go to bed cartoon that goes on and i often am laying there with my eyes closed giggling yes. when i hear a one-liner that i've probably heard before but it's still you know what's crazy though in fact it's... i'm pretty sure i did that last night <laughs> that, there you go the alien uh got a few good chuckles out of me i like the alien the fish He's great too. roger's great roger's great um, I like that Francine uh, is the fun. The, I love that take from you. That's very bold. Here's a thing that I wanted to ask: if it's a recurring thing or just a coincidence. She farted in both episodes. Is she always farting, or is that just no, a really, I don't really think random? So. It's not <laughs> I a think thing. It's a really random thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Because there was a very good joke in the first episode about the password being a fart to get into his secret yeah, lair, yeah, yeah. and then he gets to this uh, this knight in shining armor guard guy, and he asks, which for is password. a lovely she, little scene. Where dude, he's just that's like, probably yeah. the highlight for me. So yeah, he, yeah. she farts when he asks for the password. And then he's like, this is an abomination. What's this about? This, and she's yeah, but like, he's got a lovely story about how he's trying to move out with his he girlfriend is. and Stan hasn't paid him yet. It's a very passive-aggressive... And then we never see that night gun. <laughs> oh, really? He, he showed up later in the episode. I, I loved it. Um, yeah, he just called it a terrible, terrible abomination. I thought that scene was probably the... With, with the guard was the highlight um, from that episode. Oh. Um, also, to be fair, another thing that was good, but again, funny for a very first episode, which I feel like this is my first consciously. I'm watching a full episode of American Dad, if, like as opposed to like a joke or two. The framing on. device, by any chance? The framing device. <laughs> so it was an old guy telling his young grandson, in theory, the story, and every now and again they had a really funny exchange. Yeah. Um, and then he started interrupting, and I wrote down this funny line. You know, every time you interrupt someone, your penis gets a little shorter. Like he was getting haggard with <laughs> his grandson, which was funny. Um, <laughs> And uh, I need uh, oxygen to survive the little, uh, I think they all try to do a test because the B story in this one is the the son and his friends are all trying to get with some sort of Russian mail order bride. Yep. This is the funny <laughs> thing about animated sitcoms, right? The B stories are fucking random sometimes. Um, and this was, this was a fun one to be fair, because I think this little Asian boy actually learned Russian to win her over and it worked, which I found a sweet, weird good resolution to that story um and the alien cracked me up with this line that i thought was worth quoting um when actually again a nice little moral resolution which i didn't think seth mcfarlane was good at so it's nice because i thought family guy is so mm. crass and whatever so it's nice that the he has these heartwarming moments but the whole um, resolution for this episode was stan is very adamant about being the best ice skater something something and actually then once the competition starts uh it's just this old couple who aren't that great at having a laugh and that's the whole point of it actually and then mm. uh the alien shouts at them hey losers die already earth belongs to the young which made me laugh i liked that <laughs> very aggy um and all told yeah i had a good time with american dad but i did write up scores for uh episode one so what were your guesses that written down before any of this chat yep. so yep. let's let's hear what yep. you thought three four three so Ooh. i thought you'd look forward to watching a cartoon i thought you'd enjoy it more than it sounds like you did and yeah. then i thought you'd go back and 
to a three because I think somewhere deep down I thought I've given you this episode, but there are probably better ones out there. Oh, but really? It's just one that oh, stuck in my head. Yeah. Before my guesses, can I just yeah throw this out there? Because it's been going for what I feel like is quite a few years now. This is like a season three episode and a season five episode. These are, so like okay, yeah. in theory, it's it's uh, on a lot more now, right? Like season seventeen, something like right, that. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so with that said, these are some old favourites, really. Yeah, and I, okay. I think it's had a few dips, but I still think ah. I still look forward to a new American Dad episode. I'm not right. like worried, like the way that we know. watch Simpsons episodes. Like, oh, can we find one good bit in it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right. I, I feel like they've, they've they've done interesting things with their storylines. Because they've got they've got just a lot of good characters out there. They've got the yeah. daughter. They've got her boyfriend, stroke husband, and whatnot. Yeah. So there's kind of there's lots of bits and pieces. Going. No, do, do you know what? The, at the before I watched it, I was like, mm. oh, I can't really be bothered to watch Family Guy's um, brother show. And now mm. that I've watched it, I don't feel like that way about it. So if that yeah. was part of the aim, then well played. So yeah. I actually gave it uh, threes across the board. But okay. it yeah. would have gotten a four if I was doing the uh, the other well, episode. Fours across the board. Not or... fours across the board. Still three anticipation. Um, yeah. But uh, four for enjoyment and four for retrospect for episode two. And in the sense of a lot of, uh, you know, the interesting thing about what we recommend to each other is it takes quite an active... Mm attention right it's like let me focus on this and it's not just because next week i want to have takes for my podcast <laughs> even, yeah. even though that is part of it these days for us but it's also because whether it's music or a movie if you're not paying attention right whereas some especially for us too we uh, talk about this often right like more comfort food stuff um and it's like actually you sort of like even though you're engaging with it you're not like super concentrating though right mm, yeah. and that's a, a nice thing about cartoons like this so to give me a new thing to do that with i very much appreciate um and because so a funny example right like nathan for you fun comedy you're not watching that for bed right it's not like comfort nah. food stuff like <laughs> no <laughs> right do you know what i mean and this this i can very much see being that so um i appreciate that shout and uh yeah we've we've gotten so what was Oh, yeah, you've already told me you just got sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you weren't too. <laughs> Threes across the board. I was happy with yeah. all of it. It was fine. Yeah, but the yeah. second episode actually got a few chuckles out of me that were a different level. And like I say, it was just this instant. I liked the concept straight away. I wonder if it's concept heavy like that um, uh, every episode. But like I could just instantly tell what the episode was going to be about. And I just thought the emotional through line in it was good too. And like all things, I have the scale in my head of like in the Simpsons best day would it have done it as good like and it was pretty high up on that scale so fair play to that episode and I will be out of all the things when we say mm. like oh are you going to try it again of your own volition because it's more of a comfort foody thing it's the, the likelihood is high that I will be watching yeah so there you go that's a nice I'm thing. happy there I'm you happy. go there you go um and really weird link please. into please. a potential week that was oh yes so framing device mm. grandpa talking to his kid or whatever mm. in that American Dad episode. That is one of the reasons why in the last couple of weeks I watched The Princess Bride because my oh, partner said, I'm yep. pretty sure that's yep. the exact same framing device that The Princess Bride really? has. Which it is because Columbo walks in with some tash going on and starts talking to his sick kid. And I just want to say The Princess Bride came out in one of the best years ever, which was 1987. Um, bad. Bad. And yeah. possibly Moonwalker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I ended up watching it because um, the Brett Goldstein podcast that we listen to, he often yes. shouts out The Princess Bride as just being a great movie. Um, Films to be buried with, shout out. Yep. 
And I, I, yeah, I watched that just as just some comfort old school movie. And you know what, Jeff? They just don't make them like they used to. <laughs> they don't make them terms. like they used to. Yeah. What a funny uh, a random time. reason to like. Yeah. I like that because I have so many like, oh, at some point I have to watch this or that classic. Right. But then yeah. very similar to you to be pushed over the edge to actually watch it would take something like, oh, actually, it's the framing device in this cartoon that you really enjoyed and then i've, been like, and, no, and I've always screw been it. meaning to watch it my partner keeps going i'm sure you've seen it i'm like i, I don't know if i have or i haven't and so it's hadn't just, you it's just a fun i, I don't think first... i had there was there was moments comic comic moments at the end that i think i found familiar but i don't know whether i've watched the entire movie all the way right through. right right and the funny thing is when you get to our age especially but even younger you're going to watch some cultural classics that actually yeah. part of you feels a bit familiar because they're such classics they've actually infected the culture like one of my favorite ones is as a as a film buff and film lover especially it's so funny to eventually i don't know if you've done this but to eventually watch citizen kane having seen the simpsons episode rosebud which is just the most <laughs> straight up parody so like part of you like the whole shocking spoilers of citizen kane of all things imagine but like the whole shocking thing about the beauty of that movie is their ending and they literally do it with mr burns <laughs> and it's like i knew <laughs> so like part of film history i wouldn't say ruined but it was definitely uh you know spoiled in that uh current usage of that term spoilers um so thanks simpsons for that but yeah that's really interesting i definitely haven't seen the princess bride so are we gonna in terms of the week that was and you enjoying that for a very random reason um mm. are you going as far as to make me watch it what are we saying with your pitch this week mr anusa i wasn't going to no no i'm not, it is, I'm not asking it is only it is only an hour and 38 minutes great but... recommendation i mean it, it can <laughs> either stay on the list or be one of those that just so you're saying you up. actually haven't seen it then I haven't, dude. But just and I, the, way, I went into it having no idea what the hell this food oh, was about. But and this might just be for a list, and later you can bring yeah. this out. But when we talk about stuff that's like a classic that you've never watched, I always think of you in reference to mm. one, the Goonies. I've still never watched the Goonies, and I know that makes you feel away. Ah, ah, used to. I remember I'm when we were as... teenagers, you were very annoyed. It sounds like something you'd, someone would shout at someone about. <laughs> right now, though, I'm like, oh, I feel like, I don't know. To be honest, I haven't yeah. watched it in such a long time. I don't know if it's aged well. Or ah, not. interesting. Yeah, you used to be a but, big Goonies lover. But yes. to, to bring us back round and Please to try do. and get this done within an hour. <laughs> yeah, we're so close. Jeffrey. Yes. Actually, I might see how long this thing is as well. John <laughs> Let Ronald, me bring us I've, back round and I've then broken, double check my notes. And then just double check music yeah. right if i just oh did i say music shit ruined that didn't i uh, <laughs> I mean, you're fine you're literally about type, to tell me just type uh the artist's name in well listen up while how long it is no no, no 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 you've still got it <laughs> uh i don't know maybe i do maybe i don't oh, <laughs> <is it> <laughs> should i recommend mine first mm, no uh no, you probably... are going to listen to born to die by lana del rey Wow. Okay. So she's at Glastonbury uh, this year, yes. uh, which apparently some people think is a big deal. I think it's a big deal. I'm a Lana Ray mark. I'm going to yeah. put it out there. Never yeah. really got it. It's been sort of injected into my veins via my partner for a very long time now. And now I'm a big fan of Lana Del Rey. Right. And I've been, I was going to select an album and go, oh, which one should I select? She's mm. rather prolific. Yeah, and we normally listen to her on shuffle. Mm. Um, so I've struggled. So I thought, let's go back to the beginning. Mm. Born to Die, Lana mm. Del Rey. Have you listened to it before? Oh, I don't know if you have or you this haven't. This is such a great shout. Because I know, this is interesting. I was just, I sort of thought of you, right? Because I know um, we like the some of these, the top tier sort of female singer songwritery 
figures. Yep. I think we put her up there with like a Lord or a Licky Lee. Um, so I knew like mm. you liked Lana Del Rey. I couldn't remember if she was like, you know, in your top three, but I knew that you mm. liked her. Um, I think the thing been for me is... over, you say. So you I've didn't been one over because I think I've just, I think I've just gone with the vibe. She has such a vibe. I know that yeah. sounds such a weird thing to say. No, no, no I get you. You put Lana Del Rey on and you know exactly what you're getting. Right. And there's great melodies. There's great sort of production value there. Mm. It's just kind of, it's just, I don't know. I don't know how to explain I, it. I think the but songwriting I, is really enjoy good. It. Yeah. And it's very interesting to me because I, I feel like similar to Lord, who you also really rate and like through your enthusiasm, I sort of gave more of a chance to and ended up really liking Lana yeah. is also one that I've like listened to sporadically and I've always really enjoyed. And I'm like, oh, I'm just a little push away from actually being like a big fan. I would just hmm. consider myself a fan. But very interestingly, 49 minutes. Ju- Sorry. Perfect. <laughs> very interestingly, I just listened to our and 14 minute new album. Did you know Ooh. there's an ocean? Uh, did you know there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard? I'm on about my third or fourth listen. Um, Isn't it cl- a bunch of collaborations as well? There's a few. There's a few. Yeah. Um, it's still a very seamless. It's a feel, uh, listen, not to get into it too much, but basically, mm. very non-pod related. Um, I was in uh, Barcelona and I needed mm. an album to sort of soundtrack going for a walk. And now that new album will always be that for me. But I've also then yeah. liked it enough that when I got back, I kept listening to it. And gosh, there's, I don't know. I remember early on in liking her. There's something about her media presentation that I find a bit like, I don't know what they're trying to present mm. like i don't her pers- personality through the media anyway comes across a bit like i'm just i'm not quite sure what i'm looking at here but like whenever i've tried her music i really really like it um yeah and this new album i love so i'd love to go back to the start and i think that's a great recommendation um so i timed that quite well then <laughs> you did listen that was really funny right because i didn't actually I, I i kept actually meaning to mention to you like dude have a look at this new album so um mm. that's really really fun um for you um there's a movie that i really want to see it's not crazy long everything's fine but like i really really want to see it and i want to talk about it and i've had it recommended from a few funny different angles and it's nice and readily available. super mario brothers right <laughs> <laughs> if it's not super mario brothers i need and someone needs to go and watch super mario brothers with me jeff <laughs> can you come watch super mario brothers with me <laughs> no because you made me watch uh guardians and then we named a podcast after finding chris pratt problematic and <laughs> Why still, can't he play an Italian plumber? I don't know, man. He just can't. Charlie, why can't Charlie Day play his brother? He, Charlie Day can. Charlie Day can do whatever the fuck he likes, but Chris <laughs> Pratt can't be married. Um, this is actually a film. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. It's called Stutz, um, and it's uh, Jonah Hill's uh, documentary. Like, it's just become a thing where recently he was going to therapy, and mm-hmm. like he's one of these uh, celebrities who's like very creative, very cool. Um, lots of uh, different projects on the go all the time but he's also like quite out there about like doing the work and stuff like that um, and so he was seeing a therapist and like this therapist is actually quite famous and has like books and is quite so he actually made an executive produced and is partially in this new documentary about him and I've had it weirdly recommended from a couple of different areas um, and I think that's the name of the therapist but I haven't actually watched it yet but I would love to and I'd love to get your thoughts too S-T-U-T-Z is uh, the name of it Stuts. So we've got one. Netflix Is this you getting back at me for making you watch Shrinking? <laughs> Not at all. I mean, yes. Um, so we've got one Netflix documentary about therapy, and we've got one debut album by a certain Lana Del Rey. Wow. Okay. Fantastic. We have got stuff to do. We uh, were just just over an hour, but we had a fabulous time with you today with some cartoons. With some... any honorable mentions for the last few weeks you want to throw out? 
I, I watched a film called Tetris yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Did you actually? I keep seeing yeah. the fucking trailer for it with this yeah. guy. The guy who's... What's his name again? He's played Elton John. Egerton something. Listen, yeah, I'm sorry, Egerton. mate. Yeah. Who also did the fantastic series on Apple TV um, with your boy. And I can't remember his name. He, oh, he won an Emmy for it and they used it as a tool in wrestling. <laughs> oh, Paul Waterhouser. Yeah, that guy. They were in a show together. Yes, and I can't remember. For Dude, the old, I keep thinking that whatever. That's great. That I keep, every time I see this Tetris trailer, every time I see this Tetris trailer, and he's got a moustache and he's talking about Tetris, and it's got the. I keep seeing it on mute as a YouTube ad, right? Yeah. And it's just the guy with a moustache. He's like, "Oh my god, there's something where he's seeing things fall in place, and he gets the idea for Tetris." And I'm like, "Can you do a behind the scenes making of?" show slash film about fucking anything the guy who invented the jacket the fucking guy who invented the plotted part air plot. jordans like, yeah yeah i guess because that's coming out too that is what's top of mind but uh it does keep making me laugh that you hey, was it good I, I, it, it was under two hours i had a great time it was great. on my tv last night <laughs> we could not we could we could just stop doing a podcast we could just start putting ratings out for you are under 90 minutes i enjoy yeah. you um that's fun also um, also yes. taskmaster's back just shout out to taskmaster. taskmaster is dude the biggest thing i huge taskmaster fan as well frankie boils on it this season yep I just saw an article about this that I need to read. The the career sort of weirdness of what Frankie Boyle has been through. You would not have predicted him to be on that show at the start of that show. And they've wow. just had so many, right? They've had so many um, series. I can't wait to watch the new Taskmaster. Yeah, in terms of the week that was, I just want to shout out a new film called One Fine Morning by the filmmaker Mia Hansen-Love. I went to a screening of it. Was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday or the day before um, with a, the filmmaker doing a Q&A afterwards. I thought the film was beautiful. And then afterwards, the filmmaker came out on stage and was just, like super articulate and amazing and clever. And I was like, oh, shit, now I have to watch all her films. Um, it was just very heartfelt. <laughs> I feel like you go through this sort of pain quite a lot. <laughs> God damn it. This God person's damn. good at what they do. <laughs> and I'm really going to get invested now. But it was just very, you know, every time I've got like one of these, like, oh, it was a bit too, you know, whatever like my classic marvel thing it's just there's too much uh faff and shit going on and sometimes i just want a story about some people and it's just life right and hey not every time i get it i get it there's lots of ways to be creative that's not just you know in quotes realistic but this movie was just about relationships and this woman going through a thing and she starts having an affair and she's got a kid and her dad's got health issues and that was two hours of my life just spent with these people that I just thought was a really beautiful experience and Mia Hansen love you are now about to become one of my favorite filmmakers congratulations there's quite a wide room that you're sharing uh, a, a lot of uh, space with lots of other filmmakers too but I really really enjoyed that the week that was um, highlight I write I really like uh, how random your princess bride shower is so i definitely <laughs> want to that one i'm gonna check out tetris i don't know all you're giving me is it was under two hours but princess bride no no to be, to be honest, tell tetris, me yeah. I, I, I actually found it quite interesting who knew in Some defense broken... of tetris no no there, there's actually a, a, a very Funny interesting story, story about yeah a guy, a guy in russia created tetris the communist party then owned tetris and then effectively thought they'd licensed it licensed it to someone in America, didn't realise the contract's a bit dodgy, oh. and suddenly Tetris is blowing up around the world, and then the Russians are all like, wait a minute. Hold on. Who <laughs> this knew is our property. And then suddenly there's just, yeah. on the cultural content consumption appraisal, something something forever podcast hour yeah. would be more interesting to me than the YouTube ad I keep watching on mute. So Yeah, that was so actually... like back in the 1980s, I'm going to say oh. 87, why not? Because I think it genuinely was. <laughs> but like back in the 80s, yeah. Russia were doing crazy stuff with Tetris. So there's a documentary about that. Then yeah. you've got Icarus, which is one of the best Netflix documentaries going. Yes. I think it's a Netflix documentary. Yes, which yes, is, yes. 
Russia doing crazy shit with um, doping and drugs mm. <laughs> and all sorts of stuff. So mm. there's all these great stories about Russia mm, and now yeah. they're in a war, which I'm not going to talk about because I'm not... <laughs> Uh, qualified at all <laughs> yes exactly. thank you save me from my words jeff which is something um, you do quite a lot no listen we do it for each other it's been another great edition of our podcast i'm too tired to remember the full title but it's there the ccc the cultural content consumption very good ccc appraisal hour at gmail.com please email us the first email that comes we'll launch uh, socials um we've had as good a time with us today as we've had with each other and we will Catch you soon. Goodbye. Take care. If you don't like when we misspeak or boost the audio or unpeak, the microphones bleed because they're so cheap. We're sorry to your ears. If you don't like the intro or the bit in the middle of this outro, or if you don't like the whole show, question why were you here? If you don't like the podcast, if you think we both speak too fast, too many tangents never stay on task, pick up a book instead. If you don't like what we recommend, if your patience wears thin towards the end, if you think you could do better with your friend, please go ahead. If you don't like this content, or like me, the word content then please go be more content and never listen to us again